Hey, welcome to the Soul Gym. We are your Soul Gym sisters. I'm Crystal. And I'm Jody. Hey, and thanks for being a part of the gym this week. This is the place where you train your mind to transform your life. So this week, Jody and I were really taken by um, the Drew Robinson story. Uh, Jody had watched it on ESPN and, and talked to me about it. I'd seen you know, his story, you know, playing out a bit in the news. But so we're going to talk about uh, this young man who is from Las Vegas. Uh, we're from Las Vegas. Again, that's probably another reason why it struck us like it did. Um, this young man, he graduated from Silverado, Silverado high, high School and was drafted right out of high school. I want to say around 2010. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to talk about this young man and his story. It's absolutely incredible. And just highlight, uh, once again, the power of oh, our thinking. thinking. I mean, for good and, and for bad. But the power of, of our thinking and how this young man, you know, just kind of talks through the, the process and, and what he's gone through. A very courageous young man. So let's get started. Woo. We'll give you a little, little bit more information. So this young man, you know, he's a baseball player here in Las Vegas and obviously fantastic to be recruited right out of high school. And, you know, I think like in professional, I've never been a professional athlete, but you Well, we should have been. <laughs> but we should have been. <laughs> we got ripped off. <laughs> I guess the ups and downs of this young guy's career, you know, he made it into the majors and then he went back down to the minors and then back to the majors. And so it was this up and down, but boy, everything really culminated um, back in March when COVID hit and it, it stopped the world basically. And, it, and in the article, and as this young guy talks about in his story that, you know, COVID hits and he goes into, you know, isolation first, you know, we're quarantined and then he isolates himself. It says in his home in Las Vegas. On March 30th of 2020, this young guy goes and buys a gun. April 16th, 2020, he shoots himself in the head and survives. And survives. And so this young guy, he's now 28, you know, begins to talk about this story. I mean, there were times I was just bawling like, you've got to be kidding me. And so you go back to what it, what brings someone to the place to want to kill mm -hmm. themselves? They're thinking. Yeah, they're, they're, the pain. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the pain. Why? Well, first of all, we, all have, we all have an aversion to pain. Yeah. We don't like it. And, and for, for some of us, we'll, we'll do anything to avoid it. And therein lies the problem. We we cannot avoid it. We have to resolve we, these issues. We do. Pain is inevitable. Yes. And I mean, as he's going, as he's talking about his story, we've talked about a lot. <clears throat> From about zero to what seven, eight years old. You know, 
our identity is being formed. You know, who am I? And that's what this young guy talks about all the time. Who am I? You know, who did I think I was? That self-image that's created in all of us. You know, how do I perceive myself? How am I perceiving others or, you know, perceiving me? And so this self-image is developed. And that's from our coaches, mm -hmm. you know, our, our parents and teachers and culture, this this thing, this identity is being created. And so this young man's identity is being created. Yet he talks about a traumatic life event yes. that happens to so many of us. Divorce. Divorce. That's why I hate it. Oh. You know, it's, it's become so common. Yeah. You know, almost, oh, well, we're getting divorced. And I always think of the children. I mean, parents are meant to be the safe place for yeah. kids. When you're one, two, three, four, five, eight, nine, ten, all kids know is mom and dad and the security of that family unit. When that is blown apart, the, the trauma that yeah. that does to children, and then if you don't have people in there who are helping you deal with what's happened, fear grips your heart. And all of a sudden, you, you begin to learn these coping mechanisms to survive, yeah. really. You know, and I notice some people go inward and start beating themselves up and start, you know, hating themselves and start getting fearful and angry. And other people go outward, you know, and they, they take it out on people or they become addicts or whatever or right. both. Right. But what happened to this guy is so tragic, and I believe that that's where all this started, this crazy thinking, was the divorce of his parents. And he he brings it up. Yeah. It's not like we're yeah. saying something that he's not voiced. And it it wasn't just the, the breaking up of his family, but he goes on to say that they never really talked yeah. about it, mm -hmm. that, that there was dysfunction. And I think we're all from dysfunctional families. Yes. You know, I mean... God bless them. But yeah, this, this traumatic event in their family and then two siblings go to live with one parent mm -hmm. and, you know, the other sibling goes to live with the other parent. And so, and yet they would all come together on the baseball field, mm -hmm. you know, but this young man talks about being overly emotional at a young age. He was a kid that would, you know, throw the helmet and throw the bat. And, and so it's starting to show you what's happening inside. Well, he always said there was tension yeah. all the time in his family. They always seemed to be kind of at odds with each other, right. fighting, bickering, whatever. Right. So there's always this current of anxiety yeah. and upset. So, of course, when you're young... That's who you become. And, and so as, as kids, we don't know how to discuss that. Mm -hmm. And so what do kids do? They bury, mm -hmm. you know, in, in, in some respect, they bury scary, you know, fearful uh, feelings. Mm -hmm. and, and so where do those go? We stuff them into our subconscious. But out of that subconscious, I mean, we behave. Yes. I, the, look at your behaviors. We look at our behaviors mm -hmm. all the time. What's in there in all of us? You know what? Pain is universal. We're not trying to diminish anyone's pain. We're not trying to, we're just talking about pain is universal. And we all 
have a tendency to just not not want to deal, especially as kids. We don't know how to deal. Mm -hmm. This young man didn't know how to deal. And so it ends up playing out almost tragically in his life. And so we've got to deal with stuff. When we don't deal with stuff, researchers go on to say that between 75 and 98% of our behavioral issues, our mental issues, even our physical issues are because of our thought life. What is happening up here? And so in the soul gym, that's why we're always talking about what are you thinking about? What are you thinking about? What are you thinking about? So some of the takeaways, just watch this young man's story. It's fascinating. But some of the takeaways we could relate to in a sense where he would say how he overthought everything, just overthinking, overthinking. I have had a tendency to overthink. I mean, how many of you grew up with the statement, what are people going to think? <laughs> we did. What are people going to yeah. think? And so we end up training our kids to really care, some of us more than others, about what other people think. And so this man, I mean... That, he, he didn't just overthink. He, he overthought the way he stood yes, the way. Uh -huh. um, well, that's what really got my attention because yeah. I've never heard someone else say what he said that the way he overthought was he'd do an interview and think about, oh, was that stupid? You know, how did that sound? Or when he was standing for the national anthem, how do I look? Am I standing wrong? And I went, wow, I have those thoughts. You know, I will go into a place and go, oh, why did I say that? I think a lot of people have those thoughts. Oh, yeah. But, I, and I thought, that thing, you know, uh, of this is how I'm going to sound. Do I sound stupid? How do I look? Is such a trap. Yeah. I mean, you think you're protecting yourself by overanalyzing. I'm going to do it different this way. And when I talk to him, I won't say that. Crystal, you were talking about the dread before, where so many people dread going into experiences before, during, and after. Because we're so self-conscious. And we kind of learn that. I wouldn't say so much for my mom, but her dad. You know, I remember her saying that. Her dad and her mom always said, what will people think? What will people think? So if we live our lives thinking that way, I know how trapped I are know. we? And I said, we, I've been getting a new way of thinking. I was watching my son the other day before work and he was in the car and I dropped him off for work and some young man came across the street, a coworker. And before, <laughs> I mean, he couldn't even say anything. My son jumps out of the car, jumps on this guy they're grabbing, they're hugging. He gets in the car. He is beaming. He's smiling from ear to ear going, yeah, we had a couple bro hugs. And, <laughs> and man, I miss this guy. I've been seeing him for so long. And I thought, that is how I want to live Just my life. Just that reckless abandon. Who cares? Freedom. Who cares? You know, the Bible says, unless we become like a little child, we will not see the kingdom of God. And I always thought, what does that mean? They are expressive. When they want to dance, you know what they do? They dance. And they don't care what anyone thinks. 
When they laugh, they have the biggest belly laugh. When they love, they just grab whoever they want and they hug and kiss and love. See, this is what happens. Tragedy, pain, disappointment comes when we're growing up and then we learn all these coping mechanisms. I don't want to look stupid. Don't do that. That will hurt you. Okay, avoid that. That that will, you know, you'll end up talking to that person. You don't want to talk to that person. So you're, I'm asking you because I'm really looking at my life of how much I sit and analyze what's going to keep me safe from embarrassment. What if they don't like me? What if I try to hug them and they pull away? You know, always self-preservation, always thinking of me. I'm thinking if we're born again, children of God, we're supposed to be led by the spirit of God. And every day the spirit gets us up and leads us of who we should reach out to. And it doesn't matter how we look. We're not supposed to care how we look. Yeah. And so if we don't care how it looks, how free. And just this young guy's thought when he said, I think about how I stand during the national anthem. I just went, oh, wow. I am not the only right. one who analyzes every move I make. <laughs> it's got to stop. And so, again, here we are talking about the power of our thoughts. Scripture says, as a man thinks and meditates on, so is that person. That is the power of our thinking. Now, listen, any thought that is negatively affecting your life has created, it's it's a limiting belief. It is not from God. It is, I mean, you know where that, that thought's coming from. And so what happens is, we get this unresolved trauma, something's happened, we're too young to really be able to process through it, unless, you know, your parents have processed uh-huh. you through it. Hey, pain is going to happen. There's there's little to nothing any of us can do, you know, when somebody else does something, uh-huh. but, I mean, to walk your kids through properly, you know, when, when pain happens... That, that's what we would suggest doing. But what happens a lot of times is when it's unresolved, we get these social anxieties. Mm-hmm. So let's kind of play this scenario out and see if any of this sounds like, like you, like, you know, like we've been talking about. So what will people think? Often in these social situations, there are a few things that happen. There's fear of being evaluated by others. Okay, so you're you're going into a social situation and you're gauging who's evaluating you. Okay, so you also fear that other people can see your anxiety or your discomfort. And so what do we tend to do? We start to adopt or create what we think are coping uh-huh. or safety mechanisms. There for a long, long time, I get super amped and I would break out all these blotches on my neck. And for a long time, it would really bother me. In fact, I began to avoid situations. And yet when you're the leader, when you're the (laughs) boss and you've got to be there, you know, not not an easy thing to do. So what do you start start doing? Wear a scarf, wear a turtleneck, you know, and and so we start to do these things until one day God got a hold of me 
And I was like, I, I don't care. Yeah. I really do not care. And so it kind of begins to set you free from that. You have to start going, what if they see watches? I know. What if they hear my voice crack? Exactly. What if my eyes are I, twitching? Or who who yeah, cares? When you deal with that, I know. then it, it goes away. Yeah, what is the worst? We're always saying, what is the worst yeah. thing that can happen? And a little embarrassment. Yeah. And, and here's another thing. The, the freedom to know that people just really aren't thinking about you. <laughs> oh, that's freedom. And it really is. We're so obsessed and care what everyone thinks. And they're not even thinking about no, you. Maybe for or, a split or, second. Yeah. They're, they're thinking about them. Yes. And how they look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you get the revelation that, no, I mean... Nobody really cares. It's free to us. We don't mean nobody cares about you, but people are so consumed thinking about themselves, they don't have time to think about you. And so there's there's a weird irony in that. Mm -hmm. There's a weird freedom in that. But just ponder that mm -hmm. for a little bit. But You're not that important. <laughs> it's so true. You know, I, We're I, just not. It's really pride and arrogance to think that Every time we walk in the room, the whole room stops oh. and, and analyzes <laughs> oh us. Oh, my god! It's just not reality. I know. Talk about. Look, me. there she is. <laughs> Stop, everybody. <laughs> What's she wearing? Look at her hair. <laughs> She's got blotches. <laughs> Again, we're not trying to make fun of this story, but I'm telling you. We're just, these are just some of our personal takeaways take from it. But here's what can happen. Go back to his story and it says isolation. COVID hits and this young man isolates himself in his own house in Las Vegas on March 12th, I think it was, somewhere around there. By March 30th, he's bought a gun. So this didn't happen on March 12th. This had been happening for probably decades you know, unresolved conflict. We keep going back to that thinking. What would what was this young man thinking? And so March 30th, he buys a gun, and for 16 days he thinks about whether or not he should kill himself. Isolation it dangerous. is very, very, very dangerous. We're seeing that firsthand. Oh man, what COVID has yep. done. And in this young man, he said it was just kind of the, the last straw. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the last... The pressure. Exactly. Of everything that he had been going through. Mm -hmm. it, but start to gauge yourself. I, I know we're starting to come out of COVID. Praise, Praise the, Lord. the Lord. But still, people can be in isolation. Are you someone who completely is avoiding all social situations? Are you someone who... Um, frequently cancels your plans. Like you have the best of intentions of going and then you cancel at the last minute, cancel at the last minute. There there could be some real anxiety, some real stressors going on in, in how you're thinking. We just were not meant to live life alone. And there's, I enjoy being alone for a period of time, but we need other people. Man, when you isolate yourself for a, a long period of time, whoo, mm -hmm. yep. boy, this can get the best of you. Devil's playground. Absolutely, the devil's <laughs> playground. So what do you do? I mean, so this young man, 
you know, buys a gun. I mean, how much pain are you mm -hmm. in when you believe your only relief is to end your own life? I know it. The, the distress that this young man, I keep mm -hmm. saying young man, again, he's only 28, so to us, that's really young. Yeah. <laughs> young man. Yeah. What the danger in this stuff is if you're tending towards this negativity yeah. and you're tending towards this darkness and sadness, there are voices. Oh, man. There are demonic voices that come in and hold hands with you and agree with the hopelessness Ooh. of these situations. Yeah. They will come in and reinforce how hopeless you are, how life is not worth living, how there's no point anymore, you don't have what it takes, and they're there yep. beating your brains in and agreeing with you going, it's over, it's over, what's the point, nobody cares. So this is why in my own life, here's just a little, little bit of advice. In my own life, when I feel myself going in this direction, Woe is me. Life is tough. I, I'm really starting to catch it. By yeah. the way, because this is where it leads. I mean, not everyone tries to commit suicide, but that is the point of dark thoughts. Yeah. That is the point of disappointment. That is the point of seclusion and feeling bad and feeling sorry for yourself. That's the start of the path the devil wants you to go down right. because each day you go down that road, it gets harder to stop and turn your way back towards yep. the light. So I don't, I mean, I'm starting to understand what is the point of wasting one day, two days, three days of feeling sad, of feeling mad, of feeling down, feeling out, because there is no promise in that. There's absolutely you will achieve nothing, and in fact, every problem you have will only get worse. Right. It'll get heavier, it'll get darker, it'll get harder. So, I mean, have a day of crying. Whatever's happened, have a day of crying. Get it out. But as soon as you can, as soon as you can, you grab yourself That's by the right. nap in the neck and you go, no, no, turn it around. That's right. Think of something else. Exactly. So, it... it this man would have known how to stop this darkness. Don't get in a dark room and start thinking depressing exactly. thoughts. Because you're not in there alone. There's a devil in there who, who is going to enforce. And there's going to feel like such a weight and darkness on you and on your mind that it does seem impossible to, to lift and to get out of. You need a miracle. Amen. I'm telling you, that's why we are always cautioning. Be careful oh, what, what you're watching. Yes. Be careful what you're listening to. Yes. It is. It will get in you. It. Those are the voices. It feeds I, that. It, it absolutely feeds that. So if you're feeling sad, don't go watch something sad. No. If you're feeling angry, I mean, be careful what music is mm -hmm. screaming in your ears. It is only you know, building that, that in you. And so be very, very careful. Why do we say, you know, train your mind, train your mind, train your mind. That, that is exactly it. I mean, scripture says we have to capture these thoughts. Yes. I mean, nowhere 
in the word, nowhere, anywhere does God say anything negative about you. Nothing. Mm -hmm. He thinks you're the greatest. He thinks you're the most talented, beautiful, wonderful, adorable. I mean, just angel. So anything negative that you're listening to, doesn't matter what you've done ever in your life. This is how much God loves you. So anything negative, you're, if you're telling yourself you're stupid, you're fat, you're ugly, that is not coming from God. Mm -hmm. Those are those voices. And see what happens is when we start feeling bad like that, then we want to go and watch the, the really sad it stuff. It makes you feel your flesh, feels, I, your, your emotions, it feels better. Oh, uh -huh. it's such a trick. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is such a trick. And so we are just encouraging you to capture those negative thoughts mm -hmm. and to replace it with a promise of God. I mean, that is the way. Scripture is always saying in Romans, what, 12, 2, renew your mind, renew mm -hmm. your mind, renew your mind. And this young man, whether he knows it or not, he shoots himself in the head and survives for 20 hours. He lives through the night. He showers. He talks about brushing his teeth. And yet he has a hole in his head. He falls asleep. He wakes up and for hours contemplates that first of all, that he's not dead. And should he do it again? I can't even imagine what is happening in this. How dark is that? Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. So thank you, Lord. This young man has the gun in one hand and the phone in the other and decides to call 911. Praise the Lord for 911. Praise the Lord. Well, I mean, his story was so outlandish. Yes. That the police break down his door. They thought they were going to get ambushed because <laughs> yeah, no one survives nobody, a bullet to the head. Mm -mm. Let alone for 20 hours yes. or however many hours. And so this young man survives. What kind of calling yeah. is on this young man's Ooh. life that the devil tried and failed I mean, this young man, and he even told his brother over and over, I am meant to live. To live. I am meant to live. I am meant to live. Yes. This, We're all meant all, to live. And we say it all the time. God's got such a yes. plan. I mean, this young man, I, I, I just, I can't even imagine what he can do with his mm -hmm. life. And so whether or not he knows it, he's talking about meditation. He's talking about capturing his thoughts. And so what he's doing is biblical. Yeah. Uh, we just pray for him and pray that, that God keeps restoring him physically. Now, he did lose one of his eyes. Mm -hmm. And yet this young guy is on, on, on a mission to come back to baseball. And he's back. And he's back. he's back. And so we are rooting for him. We are cheering him on. And you too. I mean, there's a comeback in all of us. If you feel like you're too far gone, uh-uh. Yes. There is a comeback story in your life. And so keep training your thinking. That's one way to do it. Renew your mind. 
find a promise of God. You start chasing that devil. We talk about, you know, our morning routine right away. When you wake up, boom. I mean, become very aware of what you're thinking about. We always say, think about what you're thinking about. We, we talk about probably the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Gratitude. Because this kid... He certainly is great, grateful now, isn't he? I mean, what a switch. I know. That after he survived that, you could tell there was gratitude oh, to be alive. Yes. He, there was gratitude for baseball. Yes. All of a sudden, he had a new appreciation yep, yep. for everything, a new appreciation for his family. Yep. You could tell. Oh, and so no doubt. gratitude is... The key. It is the key. The key. Absolutely. We can always focus. I mean, I am finding out in my life, I can always focus on the one or two things that are going wrong. We're always going to have something to deal with. I've noticed no matter how good life is, there's always something that, you know, might not be working over here. Mm -hmm. Or how bad something is, there's always something good working. So it's a matter of what you choose to focus on. You know, you can have uh, a great job, great family, great home, be in the best shape of your life, but you got a friend who won't talk to you. (laughs) But that's where most people go, is I'm going to focus on this relationship that's not working when you've got a hundred other things that are working. So it is a matter of what you choose to look at. Am I going to look at the good or am I going to look at the bad? Uh Uh-huh. And it, you have to train yourself. Training. We, I mean, in this fallen world, we uh, just, we like the negative. Oh, yeah. We love yeah. to wallow. Because it's everywhere. Oh, yeah. We love to wallow in uh-huh. self-pity. It just, it, you're a part of the group when you're wallowing in uh-huh. self-pity. It takes somebody different. You know, when you see that spark and you see someone who's grateful, it's like, man, mm-hmm. I mean, when the world looks like it's falling apart and there's yuck all over, yeah, to be able to go, I'm grateful. Yep. And so, you guys, pain is inevitable. It is a part of this fallen world. And we're just saying, deal. Just don't stuff. You know, just, just be honest with what has hurt you be honest with what has happened in in your life and and we we promise that there is a plan of escape mm-hmm. god has prepared he has a plan of escape and it it really begins with transforming your thinking renewing your mind think about what you're thinking about anything you're saying to your yourself negative is not coming from god And so remember, 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 remember that. And I'm telling you, find something to be grateful for every single day. I'm telling you, I keep a gratitude journal, not saying you have to, but I love to go back and look and see all the things that that Mm -hmm. God has done. So it is a matter of perspective. Mm -hmm. You get to choose. We're all going through stuff. Everybody's going through stuff. But you open up those eyes and and you be you start your morning with gratitude. Oh my goodness! I'm alive. Yes, I am alive. So we just want to encourage you. We want to say to uh, Drew Robinson, man, we wish you the greatest yes. comeback story of all times. God bless you. Uh, just wishing you and your family all all the greatest success. 
And we would love to interview you. So <laughs> we're from Vegas. We talk about thinking. You're talking about thinking. Anyway, you guys, thank you so much for being a part of the Soul Gym. Uh, this is the place to transform your mind so you can, or train your mind so you can transform your life. Again, we love and appreciate you. Hey, go to our website, soulgymsisters.com. There's all kinds of things that you can download. We are here for you. Uh, we will catch you next week at the Soul Gym where we just keep on transforming and transforming and transforming. Thanks for being a part. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.